Good afternoon, dear listeners. Today you are back in the dumpster with me, your boy, the Trash King. Today we're looking at news from around the world, see what kind of crazy stuff's going on on this here little blue planet floating around in space. Now, looks like Armenia and Azerbaijan are battling over a disputed region. I have never heard of an Azerbaijan, but maybe that makes me dumb. I don't know, but we'll see what's going on. It's one of the world's oldest conflicts, apparently. So you'd think we would have heard of Azerbaijan more, huh? Mm. One of the oldest conflicts, a territorial dispute between Armenia and Azerbaijan, has re-erupted into fierce combat that killed at least 23 people. That's fierce? I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's just maybe it's just me, but 23 people does not seem like a lot of people. Helicopters were reportedly shot down and tanks destroyed as the two ex-Soviet... Oh, they're ex-Soviet. No wonder they're fucking crazy. The two ex-Soviet republics battled over the breakaway Nagorno-Karabakh region. The region is internationally recognized as part of Azerbaijan but controlled by ethnic Armenians. When it broke away in the early 1990s, tens of thousands of people died fighting. There we go, that sounds more like it. Ethnic and religious differences, which had been suppressed under communism, resurfaced with devastating consequences. Let's find out more about Nagorno-Karabakh. This is all cited by BBC News, so if you're gonna get pissed at me for not citing my sources, BBC Big Black Cock News. The landlocked mountainous region of Nagorno-Karabakh is the subject of an unresolved dispute. We already know this. In which it lies. Alright, in 1988, towards the end of Soviet rule, Azerbaijani troops and Armenian secessionists began a bloody war, which left the de facto independent state in the hands of ethnic Armenians when a truce was signed in 1994. Negotiations have so far failed to produce a permanent peace agreement, and the dispute remains one of the mo- one of th- one of post-Soviet Europe's frozen conflicts. Hold on, it says one of. I want to know more about that, but we'll probably get to more on that later. Alright, the conflict has roots dating back to well over a century into competition between Christian, Armenian, and Muslim, Turkic, and Persian influences. Populated for centuries by Christian army. Oh, I already read that. The two groups lived in relative peace, although acts of brutality on both sides in the early 20th century live on in the popular memory. After the end of World War I and the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, the new Soviet rulers, as part of their divide and rule policy in the region, established the Nagoro Karabakh Autonomous Region with an ethnic Armenian majority within the Soviet Socialist Republic of Azerbaijan in the early 1920s. So while we were partying it up, getting drunk, getting fucked up, dancing in the roaring 20s, everything was fine for us. It looks like the Soviets were fucking going crazy, as, as they will. 
As Soviet control loosened towards the end of the 1980s, smoldering Armenian-Azeri frictions exploded into violence when the region's parliament voted to join Armenia. During the fighting, in which between 20,000 and 30,000 people are estimated to have lost their lives, yeah, that's a lot more than 24 fucking people, the ethnic Armenians gained control of the region. They also pushed on to occupy Azerbaijani territory within Karabakh, creating a buffer zone linking Karabakh and Armenia. With the breakup of the Soviet Union in late 1991, Karabakh declared itself an independent republic, further escalating the conflict into a full-scale war that the de facto status has not been recognized elsewhere. While Armenia itself has never officially recognized the region's independence, it has become its main financial and military backer. Okay. Cool. Belarus police drag protest icon 73 into van. Courtroom escape sends police officer flying. Attenborough gives Prince a fossil at screening. Sparks fly during police chase. The man who filmed his ordeal under rubble. Don C swims. These sound like clickbait. In pictures, the mangrove forests under threat. Let's see what this is about. Victor Hugo Luja Molina has been named overall winner of this year's Mangrove Photography Awards for his image of a female jaguar in an intimate moment with her cub in the Mangrove Forest of Mexico. That sounds boring. So let's find out more about the coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. Okay. Tracking the pandemic, where are the global hotspots? Some people don't believe this exists. I don't know. Probably does. A bunch of people I know either got it or got something else. And I got quarantined twice. Never caught it, but I got quarantined twice. Coronavirus is continuing to spread across the world with more than 32 million confirmed cases in 188 countries and a death toll fast approaching 1 million. The virus is surging in many regions, and some countries that had apparent success in suppressing initial outbreaks are also seeing infections rise again. But the number of confirmed cases during the spring peak is likely to be an underestimate of the true level of infection, as widespread testing was not available in many countries earlier in the year. So the hotspots are apparently in the United States. Uh, Mexico. So the United States had 7,029,782 cases. That's a really exact number. I don't trust that. There's too many fucking people to have that exact of a number. Canada only had 153,000. Mexico had 726,000. Mexico, 726,431. Like I said, that's a really exact number. Belize only had a thousand, like almost two grand. Guatemala had 89,000. Let's see who had the most cases. Dude, did the US really have the most cases? Yeah, we had seven million cases. Everywhere else was only in like the hundred thousands except like Russia and India. 
Australia only had 27. Well, that's because everybody only lives on like the coast. Nobody lives in the middle. It's all desert. The Philippines only had 304,000. Japan only had 81,000. I guess it's all relative to population, if you ask me, but, you know, in retrospect, 994,413 deaths. You know what? Let's see how much the Spanish flu killed. Let's look at this shit. Spanish flu deaths. Load, sir, please. We require the information we seek. 50 million people died. So, as it stands, the record is still be. How much did the Black Plague kill? It killed a lot of people. Uh, you know what? As humanity, we're fucking lucky to be alive, dude. It's fucking insane that we're still alive after all the shit we've been through. I mean, we're just human, man. The Black Plague. It killed between 775 million and 200 million. So as it stands, the coronavirus isn't the worst thing we've ever dealt with, but we also have a lot of stuff in effect that can prevent it from getting to that level. This, t this shit that we had in the past was crazy. Get the plague doctors just sitting there like, I am the doctor, bring out your dead. Bring out your dead, we require your dead. We do not wish the infection to spread. You know what's really funny about the plague doctors? They dressed up head to toe in black garb with that mask and all that. And you know what got them infected? They didn't wear fucking socks. And the fleas would climb on their shoes and bite their fucking ankles. So the plague doctors got sick because they exposed their ankles. So maybe that's why they get so pissed when ladies show their ankles. Like, no, put away those ankles for you will receive the Black Plague. Okay. U.S. and Canada, U.K. Let's see what they got in science. Science! Okay. Clear climate link to California wildfires. Maybe. Maybe if they would... I mean, when I lived in California, do you know how many, like, dry leaves were all over the ground? There was so many dry leaves and pine needles, and nobody fucking cleaned that shit up. Granted, that's probably not the thing... The thi Ooh, hold on. Hold that thought. My yacht was attacked by killer whales. Ooh, nature is coming back to haunt us. A skipper has been telling how an orca pod attacked his yacht in this... Oh, it's a yacht, too, so they're attacking rich people. That's amazing. And it's off the northwest coast of Spain. Graham Walker was heading home to Scotland when the orcas began ramming his boat. Mr. Walker said the three orcas were circling for 45 minutes and left the rudder with a big hole. Nice. Good job, orcas. Good job. <sighs> Alright. More science. Let's see, China sets surprise 2060 carbon neutrality goal. Interesting. 
How Lockdown Bird sang to a different tune? What? Yo, NASA outlines plan for first woman on the moon by 2024. <laughs> History making black hole seem to do a shimmy. What does that even fucking mean? When, science, when scientists presented the first ever picture of a black hole last year, it was hailed as an extraordinary breakthrough. Now they've reassessed some of the image data that was acquired in the years running up to that historic snapshot. And it gives us some fresh perspectives on the, on the object known as M87, which is the monster mass of 6.5 billion suns. One insight is recognizing the black hole's brightness flickers over time. This is probably the result of M87 shredding and consuming nearby matter caught in the ferocious pull of its gravity. The matter, heated to billions of degrees, twists and turns through what are intense magnetic fields. And as does so, the region of brightness seen in the black hole's encircling ring of gas appears to wobble. <laughs> I love how they, they titled that shit. It's doing a wobble. The matter heated to billions of degrees, twists into... Oh, I think I already read that. What we see is... What we see is the flow of matter swirling around and ultimately plunging over the event horizon. But this matter, this flow of plasma and gas, is very turbulent. Explains Dr. Masiek Wiglis. Wiglis? Masiek Wiglis. W-I-E-L-G-U-S. An astronomer at Harvard University. He has a weird fucking name. We expect the turbulence. There's what's called a magneto-rotational instability rolling over this turbulence. And for that reason, there is some stochasticity. I need to know what that word is. Stochasticity. I'm gonna fucking find out what that word means. We are doing literature now. That means... The quality of lacking any predictable order or plan. Haphazardness, randomness, noise, unregularity, irregularity, not characterized by a fixed principle or rate or at irregular or at irregular intervals. So basically it's saying it's fucking random and they don't know what's gonna happen. It appears the blobs of brightness form at different locations, he told the BBC News. Big black cock news. Cosmic so signals. Cosmic. Hold on. Cosmic signal rattles Earth after 7 billion years. Yo. <clears throat> this is the gravitational shock wave. Well, imagine the energy of eight suns released in an instant. This is a gravitational shockwave that spread out from the biggest merger yet observed between two black holes. The signal from this event traveled for some 7 billion years to reach Earth, but was still sufficiently strong to rattle laser detectors in the US and Italy in May last year. Researchers say the colliding black holes produce a single entity. Ooh, so, oh, <laughs> Two black holes basically got sucked into each other. They're doing them a suck. Just black holes mm, giving themselves a suck. 
they collided and they became a big fucking thing that's 102, 142 times that's bigger than our sun. This is noteworthy science. Science that is noteworthy. Science has long traced the presence of black holes on the sky and were quite a bit smaller or even very much larger, but this new observation inaugurates a novel, a novel class of so-called intermediate-sized black holes in the range of 100 to 1,000 sun or solar masses. Stupid fucking fly. The analysis is... This analysis is the latest to come of our international LIGO-Virgo collaboration which operates three super-sensitive gravitational wave detection systems in America and Europe. Black Neutron Star Discovery Changes Astronomy Dancing gargant gargantuan black holes perform on cue. I don't know what that means. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna look up evidence that we live in a simulation because I want to see what evidence is there that we live in a simulation? Do we live in a simulation? The simulation hypothesis. Are we living in a video game? This is by Fox. This might not be biased or unbiased media. And I'm hoping that as we read it, we'll be able to tell the difference. Why this computer scientist thinks reality might be a video game. I don't know about a video game. But maybe we are just like brains in a jar. And they're just... We've already been taken over by some alien overlord. And they just don't want to feed us or anything. They don't know what to feed us. So they know what our brains need to survive. And they just keep that in a fucking mix. And keep us in a jar. Filled with tubes inside our nervous system, and none of this is real. Who knows? It's crazy. Lizard Jesus. <laughs> it's all fucking crazy shit. Are we living in a computer simulation? The question seems absurd, yet there are plenty of smart people who are convinced that this is not only possible, but perhaps likely. And in an influential paper that laid out the theory, the Oxford philosopher, he's a philosopher, oh my god. He's a philosopher that went to Oxford. Talk about a waste of time. Hopefully he had a better major. This philosopher, Nick Bostrom, showed that at least one of three possibilities is true. One, all human-like civilizations in the universe go extinct before they develop the technological capacity to create simulated realities. Two, if any civilizations do reach this phase of technological maturity, none of them will bother to run simulations. Or three, advanced civilizations would have the ability to create many, many simulations. And that means there are more simulated worlds than non-simulated ones. So basically, he's like two out of three saying the simulation shit really isn't there because either we can't get there or people just won't fucking bother. However, with the way our video games have gone, I mean, we got Google Stadia, we got two new, we got the new Xbox, we got the new PlayStation coming out, and we have virtual reality goggles and all kinds of technology pertaining to virtual reality, which in itself 
is a simulation. So realistically, we're getting there, but we're probably going to die before it gets bigger. That's the point he's trying to make. We can't know for sure which of these is the case, Bostrom concludes, but that's all possible, and the third option might even be the most probable outcome. That's horseshit. It's a difficult argument to wrap your head around, but it makes a certain amount of sense. Yes, it makes sense, but it doesn't sound likely to me. Mainly because there's too many fucking things on our little blue planet trying to kill us. Well, I would say on and off. Because on and off, things are trying to kill us. We're gonna die eventually. And it's all just gonna fucking go flat. The thing is, either we're gonna die slowly and painfully as a species or as an entire planet. Or we're just gonna die suddenly and viciously and we won't even know we were gone by the time it happens. Rizwan Verk, a computer scientist and video game designer, has just released a new book, The Simulation Hypothesis. I might have to check that out. It explores Bostrom's arguments in much greater detail and traces the path from today's technology to what he calls the simulation point, the moment at which we could realistically build a matrix-like matrix -like civilization. I know nothing about computer science. But this idea that we're all characters in an advanced civilization's video game is kinda awesome. So I reached out to Verk and asked him to break it down for me. I am not going to watch that video. Okay, so I guess the guy who wrote this article's name is Sean Illing. So he gets credit where credit's due. I didn't plagiarize your shit, Mr. Illing. This is your article. I read it. For my podcast, you get your credit. Leave me alone. Alrighty, let's see what else is on the news. We have the news. Do we live in reality or simulation? Okay, yeah, we're not doing that. Boop. Click news. News! I want to know the news. We shall know the news. Trump holds news conference after announcing Supreme Court pick. I don't give a fuck about Trump. I also don't give a fuck about Biden. Fuck that man. Fuck that dude. Um, okay. CBS Gail King calls out Pelosi's egregious language when when she refers to Trump's allies as henchmen. I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> I mean, they kind of are, really. But you got to think about it. There's Both Democrats and Republicans right now are acting like fucking psychos. Everyone's going crazy over this shit, and it doesn't make any sense. Breonna Taylor today protests hundreds disperse in Louisville after curfew. Car burned, two injured in California protest. Well, you know what they say. I don't think she did anything wrong, but I don't I don't know. Like what I read is the guy I've read two different things that say the guy that killed her either got charged or he got acquitted. I don't know how it turned out. I think it's weird regardless. The whole situation. Oh, sorry, the whole situation stinks to me. Like it reeks of... It's weird, it doesn't... 
It just reeks to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. Showers are much cooler. Buffalo Bills. I don't care about Buffalo Bills. Today in history, September 27th, 2020. Let's see what happened. A hundred years ago in 1920, in these times of etherized liquor, wood alcohol beverages and various other liquids are being manufactured and disposed of in this city. I think this is... I don't know which city they're referring to. There, There is need for a police surgeon as a member of Department of Public Affairs, it is claimed. A suggestion has been made that in other cities of its own size of less importance, where a police surgeon is on the payroll, the matter be given consideration by local officials. It doesn't tell me which city this is referring to. Daily Times. Okay, Daily Times for fucking where? It didn't make... <laughs> Let's see. 75 years ago in 1945, the significance of the depressed highway along the B&O tracks through Chester in the, in the mind of John U. Schroyer, State Highway Secretary is that it removes bottlenecks. Oh, this is so boring. Fuck that. I don't care about fucking highway bottlenecks. 50 years ago in 1970, there's a lot of old world cult colors sewn in the Pulaski Banner Parade and Mrs. Anna Litwa. This is so boring. What in the fuck is this? Ooh. With the injunction request to halt Penhurst Asylum denied hours before the East Vincent Township, Chester County, where I think this is referring to a specific place. Where is Chester County? I don't know anything about fucking Chester County. It's in Pennsylvania, so basically that article I was reading was just in Pennsylvania, so that no wonder it's boring. Pens Pennsylvania, where the people are fucking shitty and the articles are fucking boring. It's probably why they're so shitty. Everything in Pennsylvania except Pittsburgh is fucking boring. And, that, and I am going to say this. Fuck the Steelers and fuck pretty much all the other sports balls teams. fucking sense to me. Okay. Today's events for September 27th. Communist Party leaders. I don't want to read that. World news this week. I want to know what's going on in the whole world. I don't care about politics this week. COVID-19 kills more Americans every week than all radiation deaths in world history. Dude, it's easy... It's easy to correlate... It's... Causation without... What's the word? Like, correlation without causation or something? I don't know what it is, but... It doesn't sound... Maybe it's right, maybe it isn't, but honestly, it's like... What about fucking... 
Oh my god. I'm just, I'm not even gonna fucking... I believe that the coronavirus is very serious, but I also don't believe that fucking... It's, I believe, I don't believe it's not as deadly as radiation. That's my thing. Okay. The latest Graham court vote could be week before election. Photos this week. Zex, I don't know, Tinker, what is this? Inside the wealthy world of Gordon Cole. Oh my god. Let's read about some conspiracy theories. I'm gonna type in recent conspiracy theories. we will decide whether it is horseshit or not. Why the QAnon conspiracy theory is gaining popularity. What is QAnon? Oh, an absurd conspiracy theory claiming that a global cabal is abducting and abusing children. Dude, it's definitely happening. It's not absurd. It's fucking definitely happening. In recent days, thousands of protesters have gathered at London's Trafalgar Square to express their anger at the British government's measures to contain the coronavirus pandemic. Supporters of the QAnon conspiracy theory are among them. Some protesters were heard shouting, Choose your side, while others held placards, Liberty, North, Liberty Not Fear, and Stop Child Trafficking. An amorphous theory. <clears throat> This last slogan is typical, QAnon typical of QAnon adherents. The QAnon movement, born and bred on the internet, claims that an international pedophile elite has... Dude, Epstein has had an island. I don't even... Like, honestly, I don't even think Epstein's dead. I think they faked his death and put him, up, put him back on that island and told him not to leave anymore. <clears throat> but it, that shit's totally happening. There's no way it's not happening. I mean, look at all the children that go miss. They just disappear every year. Like, from government custody places. Like, even in the ICE camps they have with the, all the Hispanic children in there. That just suddenly disappear for no reason. It's, like, so stupid. And just think of all the people, all the, uh... Elites that are up there that have been sh That were caught for doing, for diddling children. It's fucking disgusting. And these people are defending them. Yeah, I don't think they're harvesting their blood to make a youth serum. I don't know about that. <laughs> According to the theory, the global cabal includes the likes of Hillary Clinton and U.S. investor George Soros. I don't know who that is, but I believe Clinton is probably involved. We're using this drug to... What drug? I don't know what they're fucking talking about. QAnon supporters think these figures are part of a sort of secret government, the so-called deep state. I don't think it's such thing as a deep state. I think it, there's such thing as people who are very rich, who have a lot of connections and influence, who can basically do whatever they want because they have dirt on everybody. I don't think that's a deep state. I think it's out in the open. We just don't see it because we're not a part of it. Just like in, in fucking middle school or high school, when the nerdy kids were like, oh, when I went to school, I didn't see any of the drugs, drinking, alcohol, or sex. It's like, yeah, because you weren't a part of that. You weren't a part of that, and they kept that shit quiet, so you never heard of it. That's what this is like. You just, you're not going to hear about it or see it out in the open because they don't want you to. 
it's not difficult to get away with shit like this when you have pull over everybody you're involved with. Uh, and they say Donald Trump is seen as a savior bent on fighting this evil deep state. I also don't believe that. You should see the shit he says about his own daughter. There are the main tenets of the QAnon theories. However, as amorphous edifice that keeps changing, sometimes overlapping with conspiracy myths, including anti-Semitic ones. Yeah, this is the one where they feel like it's this whole thing with the Jews. And that's why, like, their big theory with that is that, like, it's a whole thing with the Jews. And that's why the Holocaust is, like, more, there's more talked about than the fucking... Uh, the amount of deaths that Joseph Stalin, the amount of people that Joseph Stalin and Mao Zedong killed. But realistically, I feel like they should all be covered equally. Because it's all just a bunch of deaths that sh- could have easily been avoided. Um, yeah. That's it. I don't care about this. Joining the ranks with the alt-right. <laughs> and... <laughs> the alt-right... Yeah, children, I do agree with the sign that this lady is holding. It says children don't just disappear, and I agree with that. I also think that this article written by... Who is it written by? This is uh, DW.com. It doesn't say who wrote the article. But I do feel like this is also a seriously biased media. I don't know if this is an alt-right news thing, or if they're trying to hate the alt-right or whatever. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about the alt-right. I don't know about the alt-left or whatever. This We're just talking about... Yeah, people hate on us. Hate on me because I'm in the fucking middle. I can pick and choose what I like. That's not your fault. That's not your problem. Utopia and the power of the conspiracy thriller. Political device cons... Political divides, conspiracy theories, and divergent news. How conspiracy theories are shaping the 2020 election. This is time. So this one is definitely... This one is going to definitely be biased, we can tell. Kelly Farrow is a busy... This is written by... Charlotte Alter from Kenosha, Wisconsin, I think. But this was written on the 10th. So let's see how it goes. Kelly Farrow is a busy mom on her way to the post office. Leather mini backpack brunette top knot turquoise pedicure with a matching ombre manicure. A headdress from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Farrow didn't vote in 2016, but has since become a strong supporter of Donald Trump. Why does the news hate the president so much, she says, because he's a fuckwit. He's dumb. <laughs> we got a fucking president who's literally... He's just a buffoon. He's a business mogul, so he knows something about business, but he's a... From what... He either re- is really good at acting like a buffoon, or he just is a buffoon. Anyway... That's why the news hates him so much. It's not some grand conspiracy theory. They hate him because he's dumb and he portrays himself as dumb. And then the other option we got is a senile old man. Yep. 
I am not riding with Biden and I will not be humping for Trump. I don't care about either of these people. We're reaching bottom of the barrel shit here. And at this point, that's just where we're at. It's kind of shitty, but that's where we're at. She says, I went down the rabbit hole. I started doing a lot of research. When I ask what she means by research, something shifts. Her voice has the same honey tone as before, and her face is friendly as ever, but there's an uncanny flash as she says, this is where I don't know what I can say because it's an in, because it's integrated into our system. It stems deep, and it has a lot to do with really corrupt, evil, dark things that have been hidden from the public. Child sex trafficking is one of them. I kind of agree with that. Like I, I was saying, it's not like some kind of deep state... It's all there, and all the higher-up people and all the rich people know about it. It's just that not everyone is doing it, but they definitely all know somebody who is. Uh. Pharaoh may not have even realized it, but she was parroting elements of the QAnon conspiracy theory, a pro-Trump viral delusion. Oh, my God. That began in 2017 and has spread widely over recent months, migrating from far-right corners of the internet to infect ordinary voters in the suburbs. His followers believe that President Trump is a hero. He's not. And there is no deep state. (laughs) And know that they are not a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. They're just a cabal of rich pedophiles. And it's not just Democratic politicians. It's Republican politicians, too. It's everybody who has money. That's where we're at right now. And maybe I'm just spouting nonsense to some people, and I might lose a lot of the people that I could have gained just by not liking Biden or not liking Trump. But what we're saying here is everything is kind of fucked right now here in 2020, and everybody is being misinformed about something. That is the point of this. We want to make sure that we can actually think for ourselves rather than listen to what somebody else is telling us. This is an independent media dumpster. We're basically the moldy newspapers at the bottom of the dumpster that nobody wants to read because they tell the truth. The truth that is probably painful. And you might not want to read it, but it's not some cushy thing that you just don't... It's like, hey, I don't agree with this. I'm just not going to read it. Uh, But this QAnon thing sounds kind of ridiculous. Thousands of QAnon groups and pages on Facebook with millions of members, according to an internal company document reviewed by NBC News. Dozens of QAnon-friendly candidates have run for Congress, and at least three have won GOP primaries. Trump has called this adherence people that love our country. Uh, whatever you say, dude. In more than seven dozen interviews concocted in Wisconsin in early September from the suburbs. This, of course it is. This is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't know. I hate to say it, Wisconsinites, but you guys aren't exactly known for being the brightest folk. Uh, It's whatever. Anyways. The aftermath of Jacob Blake shooting, about one in five voters volunteered ideas that veered into the realm of conspiracy theory, ranging from QAnon to the notion that COVID-19 is a hoax. It's definitely not a hoax. 
Two women in Ozauki County calmly inform me that the evil cabal operates tunnels <laughs> in order to rape and murder children and drink their blood. <laughs> I mean, if there are tunnels under the U.S., I would not be surprised. But I don't think they're specifically for kidnapping, raping, and murdering children to drink their blood like some kind of democratic fucking vampire. A Joe Biden supporter near Kenosha Church told me voters votes don't matter because the elites will decide the outcome of the election anyway. Yeah, yeah, whatever, lady. The reason why the the fucking Donald Trump won the election in the first place is because Democrats don't go out to vote. And the thing was he was it was really smart what what the Republicans did in the last election. They basically made it so it looked like nobody was going to vote for Trump and that Hillary was going to get the majority of the votes. And so people stopped going out to vote and Trump won because the people who were voting for Trump kept going out to vote. That's how it went. So if you want a Democratic president, vote. That's all I can say. If you want Biden in there, vote. Don't complain about that shit on the internet when he loses because you didn't vote. Granted, I didn't vote, so I'm not really complaining. I'm just saying why they why the fucking Democrats lost. A woman in Kenosha Street Corner explained the Democrats are planning to bring in UN troops before the election to prevent a Trump win. I don't. I doubt that. It's hard to. It's hard to know exactly why people believe what they believe. Some had clearly been exposed to QAnon conspiracy theorists online. Others seem to be repeating the false ideas espoused in Plandemic, a pair of conspiracy videos featuring a discredited former medical researcher that went viral spreading to the notion that COVID-19 is a hoax across social media. COVID-19 is not a hoax. I agree. When asked where we found their information, all, almost all these voters were cryptic. Go online or dig deep. Yeah, whatever, lady. You were just talking to your friends at your tea party. You were just reading it on Facebook. This isn't... It doesn't work like this. Yeah, these people are just... I agree that there's like... There are rich pedophiles, but it's not that deep. It's not as deep as this. Uh, democracy relies on an informed and engaged public responding in natural, rational ways to the real-life facts and challenges before us, but a growing number of Americans are untethered from that. So basically they're trying to, this is like a sly way of them saying that Republicans are stupid. Not all Republicans are stupid. Not all Democrats are stupid. Everybody believes what they believe for a reason because they feel that it's morally right. That doesn't make them stupid. It just makes their ideas different from yours. You can't assume that everyone is dumber than you just because you don't agree with their opinions. You can get along with somebody you don't agree with. It's not hard. Anyways. It's just so stupid. Oh. Although I will agree that uh, there is one thing I will say is that uh, these conspiracy theories, are, it's, it doesn't help that Donald Trump is kind of feeding into them too. Uh, 
Yeah, I definitely think Biden is kind of senile, although it's just the way it's looking. Crackers. Alrighty. So, I think that's going to do it for this episode of The Daily Dumpster. This has been your boy with the news, Trash King. Don't forget to look me up on don't forget to look me up on Spoon. I'll be doing a small little uh, entertainment thing there every night around midnight. I will also be doing little you can also look up my Instagram at Trash King LLC. You can also look me up on Facebook. You can find my page over there. And if you like what you hear, if you support my content, you can always donate to me here on Anchor. And everybody, enjoy your life in the free world. This is America, land of the free, home of the brave, one nation, by the people, for the people. Trash King, out. Thank you.